baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There are currently 10 American hostages that are in tunnels under Gaza that are not celebrating Thanksgiving with their family today. I think about them every day. I think about the people that have been taken hostage all day. I can't imagine what that terror is like, especially on a holiday like today. They probably don't even know what today is because they have been taken captive for 47 days. There was supposed to be an agreement yesterday that released at least 50 hostages over four days with a temporary pause in fighting to get aid to Gazans, innocent Gazans, not Hamas and also get the hostages safe passage. It didn't happen yesterday. I am hearing that it will happen by 8 p.m. tomorrow. To see what the very latest is, what is going on uh, with the Israel-Hamas war, and we should be very grateful for our freedoms that we have here in America today. Joining me on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, again on the show, is Reserve Major in the IDF, Elliot Chadoff. Elliot, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Good to be back. Now, Elliot, last time we spoke, you were on active duty because you had been called up and you had just stepped out of the bomb shelter because you were being shelled to talk with us. Uh, now, yes. is it my understanding that you are on leave for a little bit, so home with your family? Yes, um, on leave uh, for an indefinite period, but probably about a week or two, and then I'll, okay. be, I'll be going back. So what can you tell us about the latest on this hostage possible negotiation or possible deal? Well, um, we agreed to it and we set our conditions. Hamas, as usual, agreed to it and then changed their conditions. Um, so, which, which were what? Last, Do you know the, de- the details of that? Well, one, one of the, mm-hmm. the, there were two key conditions as, as far as we're concerned. One was that they present us with a list Every day that the 50 or 50 hostages are supposed to be released from a list that we gave them. And I'll explain the reason behind this in a moment. Uh, they would we were going to give them a list of 100 names and they were going to choose 50 and then release them in groups of 12 and 13 per day over four days. Um, our, our agreement to that was a ceasefire and they'll also have to ceasefire. We'll see if they'll keep it. But another key part of it was that the Red Cross, the International Red Cross, was to be permitted to uh, to visit the hostages who are not being released. So they reneged on that part of the deal. And apparently they couldn't come up with all of the names of the hostages that they were going to release. So that made it fall through for today. The most recent report is that they, Hamas and Qatar have said that it's on for tomorrow but mm. the Israeli government hasn't confirmed that yet. Uh, How were the first 50 hostages chosen? Were they chosen by okay. Israel? They, 
the, the list of 100 was chosen by Israel of women and children. One of our conditions is that mothers and children would be released together. In other words, if they're holding a, a mother and children, they wouldn't release one of the family and not the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's critically important for us to have the names in advance to be able to verify them, because frankly, with very good reason, we don't believe that all of the hostages are still alive. We know that at least two uh, that we know that we announced publicly. Let me put it that way: were murdered by Hamas after being taken in captivity. One of them in Shifa Hospital, and we're skeptical to be mild about it that the full list that we have of 240 uh, are all still alive. So we want to make sure in advance, A, that when we're making an agreement for hostages, we're getting live hostages and not bodies. And two, we're double-checking and triple-checking to see if, in fact, they're holding anywhere near the number that we think they're holding uh, because it's Hamas and not beyond them to murder large numbers of hostages just because they can. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So you want to, yes, make sure they're alive, but also make sure they haven't given them to other uh, terrorist groups. Is that it? You don't necessarily think Hamas still has all of the 240? Okay. So Hamas initially didn't have all the 240 because after their initial savage attack on Israel, a whole bunch of others came out of Gaza and grabbed hostages as well. Mm-hmm. The Hamas encouraged it. They actually told people, if you grab a hostage and hand them over to us, we'll give you a, a home and a reward and that sort of thing, which probably looked like a really good idea to them on October 7th. But by October 9th, it wasn't looking so good because many of the homes that Hamas was offering were already being blasted by our artillery and air force. So a lot of the people who took hostages essentially as, um, as mortgage cards for a home are now holding them and holding out somewhere, and, and Hamas probably has very little idea where they are. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. they created this, this utter chaos situation, and they want to try to show that they're in control of it, and it's, it's not clear that they are. So the families that are waiting for some of these hostages, what, is there yes. any solace for them? I mean, does the Israeli government, I mean, do, uh, the Israeli citizens, do they think that this is really going to happen? Or is this just a, another tactic for Hamas to, to um, you know, stave off any kind of resolution? It's certainly a tactic on, on, on Hamas's part. They, every day of a ceasefire works to their benefit. And of course, it's psychological warfare. Israel, uh, you know, we can divide it into maybe two or three circles of of proximity to the hostages, but in, in other words, primary families, and then you know friends and associates, and then the rest of the country. But the fact is, those rings are very, very tight, close to one another. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think every Israeli takes the the hostage situation personally. Even if if you don't personally know somebody who is a hostage, we all know somebody who's related to a hostage. Mm-hmm. The entire country. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're talking about a very small country to begin with. So we all want. We everybody wants to see them home, and everybody wants to see them home quickly and in, in, in good shape. On the other hand, we know we're dealing with Hamas, and Hamas is perfectly capable of playing all sorts of sadistic games in order to gain a, a little bit of an edge and, and, and psychological warfare on Israel. They've done it before, and after what they did on the 7th, uh, their, their savage orgy of murder and rape and, and uh, you know, baby killing and kidnapping, nothing is beyond them. Mm-hmm. So, Elliot, let, it, let's pivot yeah. a little bit to the Al Shifa Hospital. We are hearing okay. lots of reports, of course, that the IDF is now, uh, you know, the, and I've seen the videos of the videos of yeah. terror tunnels underneath mm-hmm. Al Shifa Hospital. Of course, yeah. the world is, you know, yelling, show us proof. We don't believe that, you know, Hamas was using it as a base. People are saying Israel is being unfair by, uh, you know, going out. Israel has not bombed the hospital, but they bombed areas around the hospital. And, you know, again, it is against international law to use a hospital as a military base. Um, Absolutely. Uh, again, a war, uh, the vi- a war crime. Thank you for that clarification. I appreciate that. Um I have seen the terror tunnels. It is enough evidence for me, of course. Is this enough evidence for the rest of the world to finally understand that Hamas uses a hospital as a military base? I think we have to be honest. For a certain part of the rest of the world, no evidence whatsoever, including eyewitness testimony, uh, would be enough for them because they simply don't want to side with Israel on anything. Remember that that there are, are parts of the world that deny that, that what happened on, on the 7th happened. There are parts of the world that claim that if the Israeli military did it as a false flag operation, as an excuse to, to attack Gaza. And th- there's a point of absurdity where you just have to roll your eyes and say, you know what, I can't reason with you. So mm-hmm. I think that reasonable people can already see that, as you said, not only terror tunnels, terror net complex networks of tunnels with uh, you know, bathrooms down there. The, the, these aren't, mm-hmm. I, I think it's really important to understand, these aren't tunnels that are like corridors to lead from one place to another. These were tunnels of installations, of rooms where they stayed. We found evidence that hostages had been kept there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found, we, we got, we have the security camera footage from Al-Shifa Hospital, from the 7th, showing Hamas bringing hostages into the hospital. I mean, it, it, these are things that are so incontrovertible that it's, it's hard to believe that anybody doesn't believe them. But, of course, we're dealing with the world as, as we know it. Yes. Piles of weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. the, a BBC commentator said, well, well maybe the pile of AK, AK-47s was really for the use of the security of the hospital. You know what? I've been in hospitals a couple of times. I've never seen people walking around with assault rifles as part of security. Mm-hmm. We're speaking but, with a reserve major in the IDF, yeah, Elliot Chadoff. Elliot is currently in Israel. Uh, he's been serving. Uh, he's been called up, of course, to defend Israel and uh, currently on leave, hopefully for a few weeks. 
Um, Elliot, tell us how you are and and what the people of America and our listeners should know about this war that maybe we don't know or about Israelis or, or about you. Um, we're all very stressed. First, first of all, what happened is, is it, on, on the 7th, the trauma that's going to take a long time for this country to get over. And when I say this country, I mean all of us. We we all sit and shake our heads and try to get over it and get past it, but, but that's, that's difficult. Uh, there's a war going on that in a country of some 10 million people, we currently have about one half of a million, 500,000 people in uniform. And wow. that also means everybody's in uh, either directly or their families. I live in a very small community. About a third of the men of my community are in uniform right now. Mm. That's, a, that, that's on, on that level. I live up north. In other words, on the other side of the country from Gaza. So I don't hear, when I was serving in, in the Gaza area, I heard the fighting. It was, it was part of, I was next to it. Saw the, saw the fire. Uh, I was stationed in a base that had a couple of artillery batteries next to it. 24-hour, 24-7 artillery fire going over our heads. We lived it. So here I'm in the north, and I hear our artillery fire and the rockets exchange from Lebanon with Hezbollah. There's, a, there's no part of this country that isn't in the war in one way or another. Mm. So all of this weighs, weighs heavily. Um, I'm, I'm a multi-decade military veteran, so how can I put this? Artillery doesn't shock me as much as it does my wife, but it's not the most pleasant sound to hear in the background. Yes. Um, I think in America we don't understand that Israel also has been under fire from Hezbollah, and the rockets have not stopped from Gaza either. And I, I understand Israel has Iron Dome, but still some of the rockets fall and the people of Israel are constantly under attack. So when when we in America here calls for ceasefire, it would be nice if the ceasefire <laughs> included both sides. And I hope that's part of the deal uh, that does get yes. done. Are, are, and before we leave you, Elliot, are you, are you confident that the deal will get done and that we will see some hostages by eight o'clock Israeli time tomorrow? Um. I'm not confident. I, I hope it does, and I, I hope that the four-day deal ceasefire is also ended on the four days. I, I would hate to see Hamas uh, drag this out for a couple of weeks and, and, and be able to save itself. I think that, um, as a, yes, I would, I would love to see this deal work, but I also know Hamas. I have many, many, many years of Hamas under my belt in the military. And they've never kept a ceasefire. So if they do keep this one, it will be a record setter. Reserve Major IDF uh, Elliot Chadoff, we want to thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time uh, to speak with I us and educate us today. Yeah, I hope you'll come back again, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, Elliot. Appreciate you. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.